morning my brothers and sisters i can't believe i actually get to say that that's pretty awesome welcome welcome one and all to this special episode of the good morning guys podcast it is a spoiler cast where we will be talking about a particular movie that uh mr patrick novacell and i saw uh over the past few weeks um it's a movie called shazam uh, and so of course here with me is the executioner of fake news himself, Patrick Novosel. How are we doing, man? Good. I think I might be the only one who hasn't done an intro yet. <laughs> well, we need to we need to work on that then. Well, has Ronnie done we, one? Well, he did one for the uh, Red Dead Redemption Two spoiler cast, but uh, he did the old. Uh, he didn't do the Good Morning. He did the Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to rumble. Nice. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly, I not not anything against you guys, but I hadn't listened to the Red Dead Redemption Two podcast podcast because I haven't played through it. So understandable, understandable. Yeah. So yeah, we are here uh, recording this very special episode of the Good Morning Guys to talk about Shazam. Uh, came out April fifth, technically. Um, some of us saw it early yes some of us did see it early Uh, (laughs) i'm not here to toot my own horn but you know a couple weeks ago um not a couple weeks the i think it was march 23rd it was a couple weeks earlier than the actual full release date for the film um it was a one day only kind of thing i got to watch shazam uh, a couple weeks before actual release um so uh, the way this is going to go, uh, we're actually going to do this a couple of uh, different ways here. Well, first and foremost, Patrick and I are going to give our general reactions to the film, what we liked, what we disliked, what, what you know, what we uh, enjoyed overall about the film. Um, and then later on, we'll give a bit of a spoiler warning so that those who haven't actually watched the film yet um, can remain spoiled. Uh, unspoiled i should say remain spoiled Uh, (laughs) yes we're gonna spoil the whole thing for you just ruin it no um (laughs) those who haven't seen the film yet will remain unspoiled and then of course we'll throw up the old spoiler wall with the spoiler warning there and uh then we'll gritty details about the film so patrick i will let you go first uh what overall did you think of the movie what were the the strengths uh and weaknesses etc and uh I guess, where would you rank it among the DCEU films? Yeah, uh, so when I watched this movie, uh, it, it it just looked like, from the trailers, uh, it looked like it was just going to be a fun, fun movie. And uh, so I went in, and I know nothing about Shazam. Like, I, the only thing that I know about Shazam was from the Injustice 1 fighting game. And that's that's the only only, like, exposure I've had. To Shazam, so I went in there pretty much totally blind, other than the fact that, you know, there's this kid who becomes a superhero. That's that's the only thing I knew about it. Um, so I went in there not knowing anything. So everything was basically a, a surprise to me. So um, overall, um, I mean, there's so many things in the, in the movie that you know, like it hits on. I mean, that's it's it's funny, it's serious, uh, it's 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 sad. It's it hits on all the emotions. 
Um, and with all that, I mean, it was total, total action. Um, they knew um, how to pace the movie. Uh, the beginning may have, may have been uh, a little slower, but overall, the the pacing was good. Um, I I enjoyed going from scene to scene. Um, the dynamic between um, the main characters uh, and the villain uh, was absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, it was it was overall um, one of the one of the best comic book movies I actually have ever seen. Ooh, um, uh, that's saying it, something. Yeah, I mean, it, because uh, it it felt like it was like a Guardians of the Galaxy type of vibe because they would throw in uh, some good action to get to a serious moment and then throw a joke in there like very, very naturally. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like they were just throwing in a joke just to try to be funny. I mean, all the jokes landed. They absolutely landed. Yeah, it was a lot uh, more natural. For sure, it was yeah, it was so natural. Um, they were just they weren't just like telling like knock knock jokes or anything. It was just like a very good uh, comedic relief from the serious moments. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you're watching the Guardians of the Galaxy two, and um, I think uh, uh, Star Lord and Gamora have like, like a very like very serious intimate moment, and then there's the comic relief from Dra- from Drax, and uh, so like things like that 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 they threw in there that. Uh, made not only me chuckle or belly laugh i mean the entire audience uh and movie theater goers were laughing as well oh, yeah. so yeah i mean it was one of the it was one of the best movies i've ever seen i would say maybe maybe top five if not top 10 one of the greatest superhero films of all time for me wow yeah that's really I know. stacking it's, it's, it i don't know if it was because uh i had no um opinions no preconceived no- notion no history with the character um, so I just went in like not knowing anything. Maybe that kind of helped me um, be a little bit surprised about it. You know, like when you go in there with like low expectations and they exceed your expectations, even though the movie may not be the best, um, it's still a good movie to you. Uh, so maybe that's what I went in like uh, because I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. Like, so what about you? How do you, well, what did you, what are your overall feelings about it? Um. Well, well, first of all, you know, uh, on one hand, you know, you mentioned that you pretty much didn't know anything about Shazam. And I don't claim to know everything about Shazam. He's one of the, the characters I know a little bit less about. But in recent years, they've pushed him more and more into, like, the Justice League spotlight. And certainly with Injustice, the video games, um, they've really incorporated him a lot with with uh the justice league and a lot of his main stories um you know i i know a a fair amount of his backstory i don't know all his villains but he's got a main at least like three uh super villains that he that he fights um and I, i pretty much knew the general backstory you know kid um is that he meets this wizard who basically allows you know gives him um and I, I don't know if this is spoiler territory or not, because this is just general source material of the of the comic books. Save it. Okay. So I should shut up then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kid is able to transform into a very big, powerful superhero by saying a word. Very general. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I, I did my best. <laughs> um, but, um, 
funny. But yeah, I very much enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it was so much fun, and it's not it's not grim dark. It's not like as much as I enjoyed. Now, don't get me wrong. The extended cut of Batman v Superman, the theatrical cut, is garbage. But um, as much my favorite was the, was the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, still wait, still waiting for that one. Yeah, yep, for sure. And apparently exists. You're talking about Justice League, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Apparently that exists. But anyways, I digress. Anywho. Um, but um, yeah, I very much enjoyed the movie, and it wasn't grim dark. It wasn't like you know really heavy. I mean, it had its moments where it had some weight to it and some seriousness, like you said. But mm-hmm. first and foremost, Zachary Levi, and I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast episode was born to play this role this this was perfect for him you wasn't it yeah you basically believe um and i don't think this is a spoiler at all it's just it's generalized it's basically dc superhero meets the movie big with tom hanks yeah Um, exactly it's very much that that tone that feeling um, and it's so believable that he is a 15 year old kid in an adult man's body. Zachary Levi just pulls that off so well. Um, but he also pulls off the serious superhero side when he needs to, um, which was phenomenal. Um, I loved all the supporting cast, um, you know, all the kids that played the kids in the orphanage and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, some other actors which we'll get into in the spoiler spoiler part of it of the episode but um you know mark strong is dr savannah um i thought he was great they set up his backstory pretty well he wasn't like the greatest villain ever ever but he was a very serviceable villain um to say the least i enjoy mark strong's acting um uh you know one of the i think i remember him from a couple of different movies one of them was i believe the first uh, Sherlock Holmes, he was the villain in the movie. Um, oh, okay. And also, if I know some people choose to try to forget this movie, but he played Sinestro in Green yes. Lantern. Um, you know what's funny is uh, my wife was like, who's the bad guy? And I was like, it's Mark Strong. And she's like, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, he's the uh, he was the Yellow Lantern, basically in a green lantern movie she was like oh, okay yeah i remember him <laughs> so she remembers him over in the green lantern so yeah well that's respectable because some people like i said choose to forget that movie but <laughs> um you know hot take i didn't have that much of a problem with green lantern but i digress well yeah um but anyway um so yeah overall i thought the movie was incredible it was funny when it needed to be it was serious when it needed to be um, the special effects and stuff in it were great. Um, you know, Zachary Levi, he looks like Shazam. He looks like he's supposed to. Um, yeah. The the suit was awesome. Um, yeah, just overall, I, I thought the movie was great. I think, and the thing, I think the movie was accessible. I think generally it's not just for superhero fans. It can be for anybody. Um and anybody who's just a, a casual viewer can enjoy much of the elements of the movie um, and just walk away having a great time with it. So Yeah, I mean it wasn't it didn't get into like 
the weeds of, of a superhero lore or anything. I mean, basically, you know, like you had said, it is like the movie Big, but instead of turning into an adult, he turns into a superhero. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is very accessible to um, many ages. Um, I did go into the movie uh, because of my nine-year-old's uh, daughter had wanted to see that. So I, I kind of had a different hat on while I was watching it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see if there, if this is, you know, uh, appropriate enough for my nine-year-old daughter. Um, there were scenes where um, there was cussing, um, which I was surprised by, by one. Cause I, 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 I thought it was more going to be more kid, kid, fo- kid friendly, kid focused. Um, so there was that, um, there were some moments in there that I'll get into the spoiler cast that I kind of maybe didn't want my daughter to see um, oh, at yeah. nine years old. Uh, so um, maybe not accessible for for children under twelve, I would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, like uh, people of all ages will be able to watch this one. See, I'm gonna really have to adjust my dad hat whenever I have a child because I watched Batman, the '89 Batman, when I was like five. And I don't know if that screwed me up, but well, back then, I mean, like stuff that was that was PG is like a little racy now. It's yeah. like PG thirteen. Like how was how was I able to watch that? I'm just like you. How was I able to watch that when I was like seven years old? I should not have watched this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'll just have to, you know, loosen the hat a little or tighten the hat. I should say. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, in terms of. Gosh, overall ranking of DC movies, I would say probably top, top, maybe top five. Yeah, I'd say top five or top ten. So you're saying Shazam would be ahead of one of your Batman movies? Oh, no doubt it's ahead of one of my Batman movies. (laughs) Which Batman movies? Like, okay, so I'm assuming, like, Dark Knight's your favorite. Yes, for sure. Or 89 Batman, one of the two. Yep, those are pretty much towards the top, because Dark yep. Knight, honestly, in terms of story, Dark Knight is and is just much better than 89. 89 holds a strong place in my heart, because I grew up with it, um, yeah. but Dark Knight, just looking back, overall story is much better. Um, for sure, it beats... Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. <laughs> it, the, it, it better. <laughs> so much better than that one. Um, or those two. It, I'd say it's better than. I'd say it's better than Rises. Honestly, Dark Knight Rises. Um, because as much as I enjoyed that movie, <laughs> um, there were, it had its issues. Um, but are you saying that you don't like Batman Rises? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> well, Shazam is so much better. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I would say probably, probably top five, um, if I really thought about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much where I stand on it. Awesome. So now that we have given our overall general opinions of the movie and we have ranked it, um, I say we get into the gritty details, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Throw up that spoiler warning.
All right, now we are in spoiler territory. So if that huge old spoiler warning didn't give you the hint, uh, we are about to spoil the ever-loving crap out of Shazam. So if you don't want to know the details of this movie, turn it off right now. As much as we'd love for you to listen, go watch the movie, then come back. So, Or, just like Ronnie said, just don't care about spoilers and just listen anyways. Yeah, that's true. I mean... We're we're recommending, you know, you do what you <laughs> yeah. want to do. Yeah, um, but uh, we're doing it for your sake. <laughs> okay, so what are some some strengths and weaknesses about the movie that uh, that you had? What are, what were your favorite parts about the movie? Uh, so what uh, the my my favorite my favorite scene. Uh, I mean, it, there was there was a lot of pretty sweet scenes, but uh, whenever. Um, uh, Billy Batson would turn into Shazam. It could have been either funny or it could have been epic. Uh, like one of the uh, funny ones was when he yells Shazam and he's in the bathroom and then just a guy <laughs> just starts running out. <laughs> or when he is on the rooftop as Billy Batson and he just jumps off, throws his chest out and just yells Shazam and turns into Shazam and just flies at lightning speed across the city. Those are two like pretty sweet parts of him turning into into Shazam. I think one of my one of my favorite parts um, of the movie for sure, um, and they've actually done this in in different forms of media. Um, basically, he there's a scene where I think he's fighting one of the sins. Um, of course, in this movie, which I don't know if they've actually used the seven deadly sins in Shazam. It's quite possible, but I don't think they were. Um, prevalent characters, but yeah, in this movie, basically the the wizard Shazam has enclosed these evil beings. You know the seven deadly sins. Um, he has basically kept them in captivity, um, and through the course of events of the movie, um, they are freed through Doctor Savannah. And there's actually a scene where um, you know he has the ability to sort of unleash the the sins from him. And they attack, um, they attack Billy and his uh, his orphan brothers and sisters. Um, and there's a scene where he's, you know, he's in trouble, and I can't remember if he's either fighting Savannah or one of the sins. But the fact that he basically yells out his name um, and uses the lightning bolt effect um, to yeah, he uses he it did as a weapon. That. I feel like that was towards the end of the movie yep. when Envy had finally come out and he's battling him on the rooftop. Yep. I think he did that then. I can't. I, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty sweet moment when he did that. Yeah, they've done that before in 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 like the animated movies and and the comics and stuff where he's basically used that transforming lightning bolt as a weapon. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, First off, so while, while, oh, go ahead. like while we're on the uh, seven deadly sins, how about that scene in the boardroom in his dad's company? Oh when yeah, he, when <laughs> Doctor Savannah just walks in, just like starts starts berating his brother because I mean his brother and his dad were pretty crappy to him at, in the beginning of the movie. I mean that's like they did not want him to be alive. Basically, I mean they were just like this little kid. They're just like berating him, like so. When he comes with all this power, you know, he, he sees his brother just knowing that, you know, he can he can take him on. 
no matter how big his brother is. And he just tell, he just looks at his dad and he's like, or as a brother, and he says, "Ask dad if you can throw me out. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him." And then so instead of instead of that happening, Doctor Zavana just picks up his brother and just throws Toss him, out, him the out the window. Yep. Oh my goodness! It's like like it's nothing. Was, the whole like the whole theater gasped. Like what? <laughs> uh, and then at, right after that, he just like unleashes like. All, all the sins in that boardroom and just throwing them around and man those seven deadly sins those they were they were scary looking absolutely absolutely scary looking absolutely they did a great job of, of ma- making them look super super evil oh yeah that scene that scene was great and it and it really was showing doc you know the character of dr savannah and the fact that um, he was asserting his dominance and showing his brother and his father, like, look at me now. You thought I was, you know, scrawny and insignificant before. Look at me now. Which, you know, going back a little bit, they set that up at the beginning of the movie where basically, um, you know, neither really his father or um, or his brother really cared for him. Um, which, by the way, nice little Smallville throw, throwback. They had John Glover in there. Um he played Lionel yeah. Luther, yeah, um, and and so they they kind of set it up to where he was kind of off in his own world and and wasn't really uh, somebody that related to his dad and his his brother, and the, uh, they were kind of annoyed with him because of that. And then he ends up causing this um, this accident after you know the the wizard Shazam calls him to the um, it's called the Rock of Eternity, which is in the comics. Um, it's basically the, the home of the, the, the castle of the wizards, um, the seven wizards, including the wizard Shazam. Um, and he brings him to the rock of eternity and he's trying to, Shazam is trying to test Dr. Savannah and see if he's really worthy of taking on the powers of Shazam. And he ends up being severely tempted and, and, you know, gives in to the possibility of taking the, the eye of sin uh, which is basically holding the uh, the seven deadly sins. And so he basically fails the challenge. And because of this, he ends up causing the accident that not only alienates him even more from his brother, it, it basically um, leaves his um, dad paralyzed. Um, and so, you know, go into that moment um, where he's like, you know, you thought I was weak before. Look at me now. And, and all that kind of stuff. It really just sets up yeah. the just the the backstory of Doctor Savannah and and how tortured of a character he is. And when he finally receives this power, it's like he goes wild with it um, for sure. Which Doctor Zav- yeah, he does. Which Doctor Savannah in the comics wasn't really like that at all. He was just this crazy mad scientist who invented things to try to stop Shazam. Um, so they really took it a different direction, which was very good. It was much more relatable um, and modern. So, um, what else did you like about it? So uh, the um, going back to to the jokes, you know, like as soon as um, Billy Batson, you know, and you you do see like this is a coming of age story, you know, like so um, when he ends up, you know, helping his his you know um, foster brother. Um, from getting beat up by some bullies, he's running off and he goes into the uh, subway and then he ends up in the Rock of Eternity. 
or the pillars of eternity rock of eternity or, or, yeah the rock of eternity um and basically you know like the wizard says you know you're the you're my last hope you whether you like it or not you are going to take this power you know because he was not letting them leave without taking the power yeah and honestly and, he was a little more desperate at that point yeah yeah he's he's like he's like i can't find anyone uh it's time uh there's this billy batson this is it say my name um which he chuckles at he's like really <laughs> it's like really shazam <laughs> okay okay shazam uh and then so from that point on for like the next like 45 minutes uh he is like learning his powers he has no idea what to do with his powers so uh this whole like him learning his powers segment of the movie was one of my favorite parts um because uh he was i mean he's 14 years old he's not like he's like a 25 30 year old kid you know he's a little younger than spider-man and the new spider-man movies so mm-hmm. he's not as mature um he has just reached i guess high school you know he's not in you know he's not a junior senior he's a freshman i mean like that's a huge difference when you're in high school like as far as maturity wise mm-hmm. so um and it, he he you know, go seeks out his seeks out Freddie, you know, his his foster brother, um, to teach him what to do, how to be a superhero. Um he's and a what better <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But what better way to uh document his superpowers in this day and age than create a YouTube channel? <laughs> That's like the I greatest mean, and dumbest thing at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, if you think about it, it's like, you know, like he said at one point in the movie, like, you can't tell, um, you know, like family members about your secret identity because, you know, the villains will figure it out and they'll go after your family. Um, so he creates this YouTube channel just like, hey, here we are. Here I am. You know, so... <laughs> But it was just like so funny um, when he, you know, he comes back with the powers and he needs to come back to the house and he doesn't know how to get back into his, you know, 14 year old self and his foster sister, I think her name was Darla. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a total scene stealer, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, and when they get back into the room, you know, he breaks the doorknob off and they tell her she's like. You, to be a good sister, just keep keep you know keep this little secret to yourself. So she thinks being a good sister is like one of the you know one of the greatest things because she just wants to be loved because she she loves everyone. Um, so like, hey, if you want to be a good sister, fix this doorknob, and they just walk off, and she's so <laughs> excited to be a good sister. I think my uh, face- which, oh, go ahead, which plays into the rest of the movie. Oh, you know, that comes sure. back to be a good brother and a good sister. So that was like a, a very like important scene, even though it didn't feel like it at the time. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious during that scene where, um, you know, he's talking to Freddie and and Billy's like, "Can she keep a secret?" And she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, Freddie. Freddie. He was. Uh, he was the greatest sidekick slash mentor they could have ever cast for this movie. Absolutely. I mean, he was perfect in almost every way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, going back a bit to the um, to the wizard, Wizard Shazam. You know, he was. Um, 
Oh gosh. Hold on, before you go any further than that, yeah. I when I saw when I was watching the movie in the theater, I thought that uh the wizard was um when I was watching the trailers, I thought it was Danny Trejo. <laughs> I have no idea why, but when I saw that it wasn't Danny Trejo in the actual movie, I'm like, did they recast him? Like, I just like, I've, I, it was just one of those things. Like, I don't remember the trailer, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I could, I could, I could see possibly where you could think it was Danny Trejo, but just, How? Uh, well, he's not even, they're not the same race. No, they're not, but just like hearing his voice for a moment. Um, but, after hearing it for a little bit, I knew it was uh, uh, Jimon Hanso, and I probably totally butchered that name. Um, yeah, I don't know his name. He's the guy that played Korath in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and in Captain Marvel. Um, do you know? You remember the part where uh, on Guardians of the Galaxy where he's going after the orb and the dude, uh-huh. and he's like Star Lord. He's like who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think he did an awesome job. I think he did, you know, as much as he needed to um because I mean, he's an important part of the movie, but at the same time he's not. Um but it's interesting that he's now been in both DC and Marvel movies as well as Zachary Levi. He's been in uh DC and Marvel movies because he was one of the Asgardian people from Thor. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's interesting to see a crossover. Um, you know, as uh, things start to progress, and uh, Billy's kind of full of himself with the with these powers, and just trying to, you know, do things like make money and stuff off of it. And then, you know, Freddie, he's just trying to use Billy to gain popularity and that kind of stuff. And um, you see where it's, it takes a serious turn, and also the fact that. You know, Billy is an orphan, just like all the other orphans in the house. Um, and and the fact that, um, like the comics, it's set in Philadelphia as well, which provides sort of a real world setting. But um, it's just the fact that, um, you know, it's got that serious story of this, this boy who's orphaned and is, you know, very much wanting to go on his own, take care of himself, but also end up finding his mom because he knows his mom is still alive. And he wonders why he's she's never looked for him, uh, and we find out that ultimately she just sort of gave him up because she didn't feel like she could take care of him, um, and that's especially difficult in the scene where he ends up finding his mother, and uh, she's all like, "This is not a good time," kind of crap, um, and she's like, "I thought it was just best for you to just go go be with another family and that kind of stuff." And, like, in that moment, I was, like, super angry with that woman um, for her life choices. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that whole, like, I didn't know uh, he was an orphan mm-hmm. uh, prior to going into seeing the movie. And when they are early in the movie and uh, they're at that fair and he, like, lets go of his mom's hand to pick up that little trinket that he had dropped and it was just getting kicked around in the, in the amount of people that were uh, at the park. Um, and he's like looking around like mom, you know, where are you mom? And as a, as a dad, I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, well, at this point I'm like, I hate this movie. I hate it. 
they're pulling at my heart right now. I can't watch this because uh, I would absolutely lose my mind if I would if I couldn't find my my kid. And you know, fast forward later in the movie, um, and he's been looking for her. He's been looking for her almost his entire life. You know, he's he's running away from all of these foster homes so he could find his mom. And his, you know, his, his foster family, you know, like found, uh, where she, where she lived, which is only like two, two like bus stops or two train stops away gets there. And he's so pumped, Mm -hmm. so pumped to finally, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm back. I'm home, you know? And she just says, uh, it's not a good time and I don't care pretty much. And at that point, uh, you know, like you see Billy Bats and like shed a tear. And at that point, I shed a tear because I was like, there is no way that I would do that to my kids. Yeah. You know, like, but, uh, you know, like I was in totally different circumstances. You know, I was 27, 26 when I had Claire, you know, and she was like 14 when she had Billy. Sure. Or so, it was around there. I mean, like. I think she was 17 in the flashback. So and she, Billy was three. So um, I'm assuming she was 14 or whatever. But I mean, man, it's been it's been so long. It's been 11 years, and she's still like can't get it together enough to even want to see her son. You know, absolutely. It was just man, that was like the that was like the saddest tearjerker um, I've ever been, seen uh, in a a comic book movie. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, and so I guess moving right along, um, you know, eventually, um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Savannah ends up in, and his sort of quest is basically, he just wants to be the most, most powerful. He wants to be able to, to dominate. And, and he finds out that the wizard Shazam has picked another champion in Billy Batson. Um, and, um. And so basically Dr. Savannah goes out to basically eliminate this champion and, and, you know, take the power from him and be the only one who has that power. And so through the course of events, um, and he puts a lot of two and two together, um, he's able to find out who, um, Shazam is or Captain Sparkly Fingers, um, <laughs> Captain Sparkly Fingers, I forgot. That's the best. That's the best. Um, but uh, I think they also refer to him as Red Cyclone in the movie, which is actually a DC character, but not the same character. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so through the course of events, he finds out who Shazam is. That Shazam is Billy, and that he has this family. And so Doctor Savannah ends up basically taking the family hostage um, unbeknownst to their foster parents who, you know, shout out if you've ever seen the walking dead, um, the dad actually plays one of the characters on the show. Um, I was wondering where he was from. I couldn't put my finger on it, but yeah, it must be the walking dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's sort of, he's, um, go ahead. He's a, isn't he like the first man, first in command, um, over at, um, uh, who is that? The kingdom. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's basically he's basically King Ezekiel's bodyguard. Yeah, his that's right. Is, yeah, yeah. His name is Jerry. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that was good. It was nice to see him in in that movie. Um, but unbeknownst to them, you know the 
the kids are taken hostage by Dr. Savannah and uh, used as leverage to get Billy to basically come out and uh, be able to give his powers to Dr. Savannah through basically the, the staff that was the Wizard Shazams. Um, and so, you know, that's where you're getting close to the, the big climactic battle um, where, you know, they're able to escape from the, the Rock of Eternity um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you get to the big showdown, um, where basically, uh, they find out that, um, the, the main powers of Dr. Savannah come from the sins. So once the sins have separated from him, he's basically mortal. He's powerless. And I thought that was really cool <laughs> that the one way that they find out that he's mortal once the sins leave is Freddy basically throwing a batarang at the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a nice touch. So, um, yeah, what did you think about this, this big climactic scene at the, uh, at the uh the winter carnival that they had going on. Oh no, so uh my it was it was actually pretty cool um for Dr. Savannah and, and Shazam to actually have like a like a hand to hand uh fist to fist battle. Mm-hmm. Um and they were flying all over the place. They flew through the city. Uh and then there was this one point where, you know, this is like this is the big climax. This is the big battle. The villain is going to start giving his monologue about why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, and they're like, I don't know, looks like about 300 yards uh, <laughs> apart. And then well, as he's talking, you know, the camera's up on him and he's just like talking. And then they pan over to Shazam. And it's very quiet. And Shazam's like, what? I can't hear you. I imagine you're sort of giving some sort of evil evil mastermind dialogue kind of thing about how you're going to take over the world, but I can't hear you. So they go back and forth. So Dr. Savannah's talking. Go back to Sazam. I can't hear you. Dr. Savannah's talking again. And then they go back to Sazam. She's like, he's like, ah, screw it. And then he just goes into super speed just to tackle him in midair. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Absolutely. Yeah, they they there were a lot of times where they I think they realized they were kind of making fun of themselves um when, you know, in in superhero genre with a lot of the scenes um which which was definitely great. Um the they did a great job with the with the sins with the design um yeah. of them. Uh, they were definitely cool to watch. Um certainly um you know, there's there's this part where basically Dr. Zavanna is like trying to use the other kids as leverage um, to get, you know, Shazam to to give his powers up. And then it's in that moment. And I know I'm kind of skipping through a little bit because there are several different scenes. But, um, you know, there's basically this scene where, you know, they're all being held hostage by the sins. And Savannah's got the, the staff and he's like, "Okay, give your powers to me. And it it clicks in his mind. He's like, say my name and my powers will flow through you. And he's like, Oh, well that's more than just to me. He can basically give the powers to other people. And, and so through that, he's able to, to give the powers of Shazam, um, to his brothers and sisters, his orphan brothers and sisters. And so it ends up creating the Shazam family or, referred to in early comics as the Marvel family, which 
If you don't know, this character used to be called Captain Marvel before a certain other Captain Marvel came on the scene. Um, <laughs> but but DC basically just gave it up and changed their the name of their character. But technically, DC's Captain Marvel came first. Um, but in any case, this is very mu- it's very much a comic book thing. The the Shazam family is in the comics. They all have their own powers. They get it in a different way, but they all have their own powers, and they all represent um, different sort of champion titan, like the the Greek gods, like um, Solomon and Hercules and Atlas, Zeus, and and the thing that never occurred to me, and they mention it, they call it out in the movie, and they're like strength of this person, speed of this person, wisdom of this person. All of those Greek gods make up the name Shazam, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's where they oh, get the no. name from. Say, say, hold on, who on who? You said Solomon, Solomon Hercules, Hercules Atlas, Atlas, Zeus, um, oh, Achilles, shoot. Achilles, and there's one more. I can... Mercury. Yes, Mercury. Yeah, so it all what? makes no! up Shazam. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. That's where they get the name from. And so he's able to basically split those powers to his to his family and so they're able to be all super powerful and stuff and it's and it's through that that they're they're finally able to to overcome the sins. And here's what I thought was perfect. You thought Zachary Levi was was perfect and um stop me if you need to. I'd and interject. But um but like I think all the casting for all of the, you know, the Shazamified versions of the characters yeah. were a perfect match. Like for example, I think Yeah, they were. I think they were perfect. I think the best match they got. If you look at the guy who plays Freddie Freeman, the kid who plays Freddie Freeman, and then the guy who plays his adult version, that's Adam Brody, which Yeah. It's just like it's perfect. Like, <laughs> it is. It was so good. They cast so well in this movie. And it's interesting that they pulled Adam Brody because uh, at one point, because they were supposed to make a Justice League movie back in the early 2000s, and he was supposed to play The Flash. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So I was glad that they brought him back into a DC movie. But yeah, the, you know, it was big surprise that they actually brought the Shazam family in. And all that kind of stuff, and it was really and the way they and the way they brought in the Shazam family was absolutely awesome. I mean, the music starts starts like you know the orchestra starts playing. He has a staff, and he's like he's like all right, grab this staff, and they all put their hands around it, and he's they're like, and then they it's like you know like this huge climax, and then he's like say my name, and they're like Billy. <laughs> <laughs> No, the other name, the one that turns me into the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's so funny. You know, it's like, what way? It did not ruin the moment. It just heightened the moment because it was it was just so good, the way they threw in jokes like that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like after they became that uh, Shazamified family, as you said, uh, <laughs> and they fought these deadly sins, I mean, it was... It was epic. I mean, uh, Darla and how fun she had with her super speed, and uh, Freddie when he uh, was became Adam Brody, 
and just like had the power of flight. I mean, like these were kids, yep. and they just had the powers of superheroes. And you could genuinely feel their emotions as they all of a sudden had these. You know, like we are nerds who have read. Uh, well, I mean, I've read a little bit of comic books, but I've done a lot of. I've loved superheroes since Superman was introduced to me, um, and we've always wanted to be a superhero. We wanted to have these powers. And when these kids do have these powers, you could really, really feel it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so, uh, obviously, they end up beating the sins. Um, you know, they're able to uh, stop Dr. Savannah and get the eye of sin out of... He lit- they literally pull it out of his head. Um, and so, he essentially loses the powers. Now, there is one... Sin that actually ends up getting away. Um, was it Envy? The one that um, was the last one? Yeah, that was the last one in his eye. Yeah. Um, so the Envy actually comes out. And he does the Shazam thing where he uses the thunder or whatever. Uh, or the lightning, excuse me. Um, but that that um, Sin, he comes back. Um, so I don't think we ever saw him again after that. Because they only caught like six of them uh the seven am i am i am i i don't remember no i don't i i thought that he had come back they all went back like i think he i'm pretty sure he got up the envy got up and went towards the um festival um with the rest of them gotcha i was looking for him after the fact but i didn't yeah. i didn't catch him but but in any case you know they end up saving the day and end up stopping dr savannah um, and all that kind of stuff, and and then of course you know this very dysfunctional family. They they come together. This this group of orphans. They're they're closer now, especially now that they have these powers. Um, and then of course you get to the end of the movie, which I'm sure is Patrick's favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you know they set up this thing where like Freddie was like, yeah, I know the Red Cyclone, Captain Sparkly Fingers. Um, and he's going to come to me, come and meet me for lunch. And he's, he's talking about this to these bullies and they don't believe him. And then just one time he doesn't show up. And so he gets the crap beat out of him and all this stuff. And they do the underpants. Give him the shoot kit, the the suitcase. Yeah. The suitcase wedgie. Yep. (laughs) Which he does to one of the, which he does to one of the sins, doesn't he? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't remember. Okay, but um, so at the end of the movie, obviously they set it up to where Shazam ends up coming to lunch with them, and then he's like, "Hey, meet my friend," and out comes the big blue Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, which was funny because when he stepped in the frame, it would only showed his like upper torso, and it you know like you've seen Henry Cavill and. He can fill out the Superman costume. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like someone that it was just a stand-in, and they used like a Halloween costume from Superman. Yeah, so it it was cool. It was it was a cool nod that Shazam's in the in the whole DC universe. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this movie had a bunch of DCEU nods to all of the characters. Uh, oh yeah, when they had that fight in a toy store, and there were Superman and Batman <laughs> toys everywhere. I'm Batman. Go get him, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is very much grounded in the DCEU. Um, so, but of course, you know the whole situation with Henry Cavill 
is just up in the air, so they didn't really have him in the role of Superman this time, but they had somebody dressed up as Superman. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see how they continue. I I can tell they're focusing on more on, you know, solo films, um, standalone movies, but they've kind of backed themselves into a corner a little bit um, just because, you know, of their issues coming out of the gate um, and trying to pull away from that. But they're all these movies now are still very much in that world. Um, so they kind of have, you know, with movies like, you know, obviously Shazam, Wonder Woman, Aquaman doing very well. Now they have to kind of keep it in the universe. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do um, because they've talked about, you know, obviously Ben Affleck's out as Batman. So, you know, what whoever's going to be Batman, I don't know if this is going to be part of the actual DCEU or a standalone. I don't know. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they maybe tie more of these characters in and certainly one that I really hope they tie in because they've talked about it quite a bit um, is uh, our old buddy Dwayne the Rock Johnson who is playing Black Adam um, so that that's confirmed right he's Black Adam he is Black Adam they have not discussed in what capacity meaning is this going to be a standalone movie kind of like Joker is um, where he's just going to have his own origin story uh, and not be tied to this Shazam movie. Or I, I feel like that would be a mistake if they did that. I feel like they need to bring Black Adam because Black Adam is one of Shazam's greatest foes. Um, they, they actually mention in, the, in this movie that, you know, the wizard actually gave the powers to, to a champion before, but he misused the powers. Yeah. That's Black Adam. Uh, yes. So, you know, I feel like it would be, especially I feel like Dwayne The Rock Johnson would just be so fitting for this particular universe with Shazam. It just, it would be a disservice to to just have him completely separate. Um, yeah. I'd love to see uh, The Rock as uh, a bad guy for a change. Yeah. And I think he would, he would fill that role. Very nice. Last bad guy he played was what the Scorpion King. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't. Count. <laughs> but um, yeah, so obviously they tie up things there. Um, the after credit scenes. Um, there's one that I didn't honestly I didn't understand at first. It's that scene where Doctor Zavanna is is in his cell and he's like trying to figure out the equation to get back uh, to the Rock of Eternity to get the powers again. And all of a sudden you hear this voice out of nowhere, like, you think that's the only way to get magic? There's there's other ways. And all of a sudden he looks up on the, the windowsill of the of the cell, and there's this little caterpillar, which they had foreshadowed at the beginning of the movie, where he yeah, had him in did. the little glass container. Yeah. Well, apparently that is one of Shazam's greatest foes as well. A caterpillar? Yes. He is an alien caterpillar. That has telepathic powers and has high intellect. Um, his name is Mister Mind, and oh, oh, geez, yeah. So <laughs> that's basically setting up that character for a sequel. So there's they set up a caterpillar villain rather than a Black Adam villain. Well, I'm hoping he's going to be like a B villain or something. I don't know, but I oh man, 
Oh goodness! But in the in this particular um, in Shazam in his world, they actually kind of have like a Legion of Doom kind of thing, this like evil group, and so I think they'll they'll do that where they'll have him and Savannah and probably others. And then obviously Black Adam, I think, will come into the fold at some point, or I hope he will. But okay, but I mean, if they do like a Black Adam solo film, and then they do a Shazam two with Mister Mind and Doctor Savannah working together and developing this, I don't know, well, your Legion of Doom, um, and then having Black Adam face. Uh, Shazam in a third movie along with the rest of these villains would make uh would make like that that trilogy like I guess that arc would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like um in the comics um uh Black Adam he kind of you know exists through time to get to Shazam to try to kill him basically. And so I think maybe a way they could do this is, you know, Savannah has knowledge of the wizard Shazam and that kind of stuff. And I'm sure probably Mr. Mind does too. But they basically yeah. hear about this this champion from the past. And, like, maybe they figure out some way to be able to pull him from the past or something like that to be able to use him as a weapon to, to destroy Shazam or something like that. And that's where you pull Black Adam in. Um, maybe something like that. I don't know. But huh. I I really hope that they don't just keep him keep Black Adam standalone and actually pull him in to Shazam because honestly Black Adam he's the best villain because he he very much has the same powers as Billy does and so it's it's interesting to see I mean Savannah had powers but this is like next level um, yes so that would e- be an equal yeah so that'd be interesting to see them go head to head for sure. Uh, it's like uh, it's like Superman versus Nuclear Man. Yeah, well, that's a horrible, horrible <laughs> example. We're not going to go into that. What was that Superman? Oh, Superman four. Superman four. Quest for Peace. Uh, we're number not. four movie of all time. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm, that's no. It's the number four movie in that quadrilogy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's garbage. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, but anyway, so um. Patrick, do you have any final thoughts about Shazam? Hands. Lightning in my hands. <laughs> Lightning in my hands. Lightning in my hands. <laughs> Dude, this, this this movie was so fun. We did not even think... We didn't even talk about that. Or the part where uh, they were in that grocery store... And it was getting robbed. Yeah, it was about and, to say. Or that convenience store. And it was getting robbed. And he goes over there. They find out that he's bulletproof. He's like, oh my gosh, you're bulletproof. You're dead. Oh, shoot, him. <laughs> shoot him in the face. And I was like, shoot me in the face. <laughs> he just bounces off. Yep. Yeah. So he's like, let me. That'd be right, right before that, he's like, I'd like to purchase your finest beer, please. <laughs> and she just like then, points to the back. <laughs> so after that, they walk out with the beer, and they're so pumped about it, and they spit it out immediately because <laughs> they're 14 years old. So they go back in. They come right back out with like a slew of snacks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, like I oh, said, man. very believable. Such a good one. But uh, 
yeah, I just love the you're dead, and he just throws him out the window. Out the <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. hilarious moments yes. of this movie. Um, there's actually a nod to the movie Big in this movie. Yo, yeah, they did. <laughs> Where they're um, fighting in the toy store, and all of a sudden, Doctor Savannah starts running over this uh, floor floor mat uh, piano with the light up things like dun dun dun. And he's like, no. And we're moving on. Yeah, that was so <laughs> funny. Oh, uh, but so many, so many awesome mo- moments in this movie. Just action packed, super funny, super fun. Um, overall, I absolutely love this movie. I would recommend it to anybody um, to go see it. Go see it because we want, you know, DC needs some more wins here. Um, they've got some wins with, with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Let's keep it going. So that they get that this is going on the right path. Um, and just, you know, I really hope that they're going to continue to make some good movies. They're actually, it's apparently not a sequel to the first Suicide Squad. But they're making a Suicide Squad. Yeah, apparently it's like a reboot, like the first one never happened. Yeah, which is fine. Totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what would you uh, rate this movie? Um, I would, uh, I would rate it 9.5 suitcase wedgies out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Perfect. I'm okay with that one. Awesome. Well, I think that about wraps it up with this old spoiler cast of Shazam. Uh, as always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the GMG podcast. Um, you can also call us on our GMG hotline uh, at 929-GMG-GUYS. And uh, you can also uh, join our Discord um, for the GMG podcast. There's lots of fun stuff that's being talked about over there. Dad jokes galore. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed this fun little spoiler cast. Go see Shazam. It is fun and awesome. Uh, and uh, that's about it. So. Uh, Shazam! One, two, three, four! Hands, lightning from my hands, lightning from my hands, lightning from my hands.